It's now time for Team Talk on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. 1017 The Team is your home for New Mexico United, the Dallas Cowboys, LA Dodgers, and much more. Now, Team Talk on 1017 The Team. Second and 15. Clock at a minute 17 in the game. Snap to Jones. They stunt. He throws it over the middle. That's intercepted at the 35 by Diggs. And that was it. (laughs) The Cowboys uh, hold on to beat the Giants. They've won two games in a row. Sitting at 2-1, and one, who would have guessed the way they started the season against the Bengals and then the injury to Dak Prescott. Uh, but certainly an impressive win against Cincinnati. Um, you know, Cincinnati hasn't been setting the world on fire, but at the same time, they were an eight-point favorite. Last night, going into Giants Stadium, no easy task, no matter what you want to say about the Giants. And uh, the Giants were, by the way, undefeated last night going into that game at 2-0. and zero. And the Cowboys come home... Two and one, and are sitting here waiting for uh, Washington on Sunday. To quote Lou Brown from Major League, that's called a winning streak. <laughs> hey, can't take that away from him. I, look, the, I, I kind of have the same vibe today. I don't know about you, Joe, but I, I have the same vibe today as I did last week. As long as Cooper Rush is in and these games are competitive... There's not too much to nitpick. That's for when Dak gets back and we start getting into you know where the Cowboys wanted to be. But who would have ever thought, though? I mean, seriously, credit goes where credit's due. Because who would have ever imagined after the way things went against Tampa Bay, as good as that defense is, and we've seen how good it is. We've seen what Tampa Bay's done since then to the Saints and injured Jameis Winston, albeit, but to the Saints offense. And then on Sunday to Green Bay, we know that's a good defense but for the Cowboys to be 2-1, and one, I, you, you got to be ecstatic. All right, and somebody that is definitely ecstatic, especially uh, compared to where he was after that game to, or that loss to Tampa, is the head coach, uh, Mike McCarthy. Uh, so here's Mike McCarthy. Instead of answering questions about penalties and decisions and stuff, he's actually answering football questions, uh, and here's um, his thoughts on how they got through the first half mistakes. It's all about your play style, I mean, and every team is, is striving to have a, a you know an aggressive, dominant, disciplined uh, play style. We're no different, uh, so... Uh, but to get out there on the edge, you know, it, it's you know, you, you look at some of these penalties two weeks in a row. They're primarily our young players, and they, and we got to be better, and uh, particularly in the in the pre-snap area. But uh, you know, these guys are aggressive. We you know we we got to stay confident with them. We can't you know start yanking guys after one or two mistakes because that, that just you know it, it inhibits growth. And uh, but I, I think the fact that our team is is a complementary football team that they pick up from one another another always puts us in a in a position to win. And really, I, I think, and everybody is picking it up. I mean, you can go down the, the list on offense um, with the exception of a couple of issues, but um, you, can't, you can't say enough about the defense. Uh, and uh, Demarcus Lawrence was unbelievable last night. He was untouched. That was vintage tank at its finest. And that was kind of what we thought could happen as, as long as he could stay healthy because to the Giants' credit, they did to Micah Parsons what the Steelers did to Miles Garrett on Thursday night, where Micah Parsons was getting involved in plays, but the numbers don't show up. But it opens, you know, it, if, if they're going to put all that attention on him, Demarcus Lawrence coming off the edge untouched. When you bring in a guy like Anthony Barr as a linebacker, 
all it's just another guy to pay attention to. They did what we what fans wanted them to do, what we wanted them to do on defense, and from from that standpoint, and and that did play out. Yeah, and um, you know, let's we'll just talk about this right now and put it to bed. But you know, one of the the real disappointments was. You know, C.D. Lamb, it would be one thing if C.D. Lamb had shown uh, the ability to, to make routine catches time and time again over the years. He's he's had some bad moments uh, with some routine passes that have come his way. I mean, I'm not trying to pick on him for the drop last night, but uh, very unusual to see a first-round draft choice like he is and you know he's dropped a, a number of, of passes through, throughout his career, uh, but you know he dropped one that was really potentially a big one. It didn't come back to haunt him because they won the game. But here's Mike McCarthy on C.D. Lamb's drop uh, in the middle of the first half. By the way, uh, Cowboys that are about midfield. It was about a 35 yard pass that that might have even gone into the end zone. Who knows? But but here's McCarthy talking about C.D. Lamb's drop. C.D.'s our number one receiver, so that that'll never change. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's I did so many good things in the game, and you know, I, I think you know part of this is September football. Um, you, you see some mistakes, particularly our young guys, and penalties. You know, you know, we hit, you know whether it's a drop. Uh, we 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 need to improve. We got a lot to correct, uh, but. Um, just love the division win, the complimentary football that we played today. You know, I, it's uh, it's always refreshing. You know, long week, and um, you know, you come up here and you know you're in a hotel all day. And uh, but I, I just think our guys did a really good job executing the game plan. Yeah, you can read between the lines on that one. And what what are you reading between the lines? That you have a backup quarterback who threw as pretty a ball as a backup quarterback is going to throw. He had all the time in the world to throw. You're looking at you're, you're watching that play develop whether you're watching on TV, you're at MetLife Stadium, you're on the sideline, you're watching that play develop and it's like a dream scenario touchdown. Cooper Rush has all the time in the world with all the questions about the offensive line. You can see the play develop of CD getting open and then for your number 1 receiver to just flat out drop it and then I I I I'm usually not one to get on these guys for this, but man, like he, he's got the big smile on his face, and I guess it's because he knew that he should have caught the ball. But he's got, you know, he's got the big smile on his face, like, ha ha ha. Sorry, guys, I'll get the next one. Like you just you can't in that spot with everything that's going on. If that happens in another game where it's Dak and it's the offense is flowing, whatever. But in that spot, man, you got to read the room. You do have to read the room, but. I think it's one of those things that he probably, it's like a reaction that comes to him because he fails so, uh, like, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. He doesn't, he doesn't like fail that often and he's held to such high standards that that's some way of him coping with it by like reacting exactly differently than you would expect. I would think I don't know I and and I know you don't like to get in people's head but it was a bad look any way you want to cut it um was the way that you know he was smiling and and you know uh anyway they came back to him not too long after that it was a much shorter pass but I think the completion would have put him into a situation where uh, they would have thought about kicking a field goal instead of punting, and he and he dropped that. It was a completely different situation because he was about possibly to get drilled, and he, it looked like he had a little uh, alligator arms there. But I will say that this from that point on, 
he was sensational. And, you know, we know about the one-handed catch in the end zone, but the play he made down around the end zone showed you, it showed me what kind of strength the guy has because, you know, he had the ball, you know, and, and people will argue if it's worth it. You know, trying to get in when you're when you're that close and the risk of fumbling or fumbling through the it doesn't matter. He he basically was willing his way uh, to got to getting into the end zone. He came up a yard short. They scored a touchdown anyway. Um, but you, you know, and I think that's why they're trying to run plays for him. Uh, these reverses and stuff that have not you know lived up to the hype uh, at all. They've they've gone wrong most cases. I mean, the times they do work, they look beautiful. Because watching CD Ram, CD Lamb like run a reverse and like giving him an opportunity to be in the open field is you know I can't see enough of that. Oh yeah, but they throw it. You know they throw those one yard passes to him a lot. And I don't know whether it's because two guys are watching him, but, you know, it, it never seems to work. But you know now why they're doing that, because he does have that kind of strength. They they did throw one of those to Noah Brown, who, by the way, I it, you know, it looked like he was getting single coverage and he had a little bit easier way to, to, to move forward. But he got a nice seven, eight yard gain on on those plays we, that we normally see to CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, Noah Brown... There's going to be an opportunity there uh, to have that role kind of that Cedric Wilson had last year. And we saw Noah Brown in flashes in 2020. He's just been around at times, but last year he just got buried on the depth chart and there was no opportunities. But he caught his first touchdown last week. He's going to be a part of this offense because the Cowboys need all the help that they can get. Final thought for, for CD. All the things you mentioned right there is why Mike McCarthy says he's our number one wide receiver. It's still by far and away the talent and everything is there. And it's kind of interesting as we have these conversations and how this progresses with CeeDee Lamb because I think we have to be ready for that just being part of who he is as an NFL wide receiver. He's going to have drops. Even the best wide receivers, they have that one thing about him that just bugs you. I mean, we just got done going through this with, with Amari. The Cowboys had to decide, do we want to put up with the non-Amari games to get the Amari games, where he is one of the best. He's got as good a catch radius as anybody. His hands are unbelievable. He does all the things we want. Yeah, and then there's those bad moments. Do we want to put up with that? Nope. Okay, he's going over to Cleveland. CeeDee Lamb, do we want to put up with? He's going to have these bad drops, but you look at all the other things he does well, it's just going to be a matter of, of are you willing to put up with it and I mean, quite honestly, I am, but I'm not the one that makes that decision. <laughs> no, and you know, you think about, uh, and he was in the at the game. He looks like he could still go down and play. Des Bryant, um, you know, he was like one of those type of things too. Michael Irvin, it, it was hard to think of anything negative about the way the playmaker played the game. I mean, he wanted the ball or whatever, so it, it goes along with it. But uh, and they get Lawrence Taylor at the game saying, "Yeah, you know, that's cute, Mike. Do it for another twelve years." <laughs> he, that's a good point. Yes, and uh, also I, I think uh, Bill Parsons cells was asked about Micah Parsons too and he's like there's a lot of guys that you know people say are going to be the next Lawrence Taylor and they they haven't quite matched up so like you know tap the brakes there all right it's team talk it's ESPN radio 1017 the team here until seven o'clock and then we go to the Dodgers uh audio network and the Dodgers start a three uh game series in San Diego, a series that Padre fans at the beginning of the year were begging for, you know, to be to have some sort of relevance uh, or some consequence. They they don't. I mean, uh, the Dodgers continue to plow forward. Uh, best record in baseball. Tyler Anderson on the mound for the Dodgers. Blake Snell for the Padres. These games. 
while not important really to the Dodgers from a one loss standpoint or whatever, because of where they what they but the Padres on the other hand, I mean. Um, these games are, are critical. Yeah, the Padres are still trying to keep uh, trying to stay in in one of those last wild card spots in the National League. Of course, Blake Snell's going to have PTSD every time he faces the Dodgers now, so he's going to probably he's going to be nice and amped up for this game. Going back to uh, the World Series in in 2020, he gets pulled in that beautiful outing against Tampa. He does I mean, he's not looking forward to facing the Dodgers, but there's going to be that little bit of extra juice there. The Padres one and a half games up on the Phillies for the last. Last wild card spot. I mean, obviously, you know, the, who, between the Braves and Mets, whoever doesn't win the division is going to get the first spot. Yeah, and then it's the uh, Padres a game and a half up on Philly for the last spot. All right, this is Team Talk. I'm Joe Neal. That's Sam Hauser. Uh, later on at six, we'll be joined by Scott Galetti. Looking forward to Scott joining us. Uh, also, want to remind you that you, if you want to keep your business safe, I'm telling you, Windsor Door Sales and Security has uh, everything that you might need to help keep your business safe. Uh, these uh, these rolling security shutters, uh, these mesh, mesh security screens, steel mesh security screens, uh, they can ins- install them um, and they have uh, no obligation quotes available. They got financing available. If you want to make your uh, business safe, simply visit windsordoorsales.com, windsordoorsales.com. All right. Uh, so uh, we're burying the lead here because I've been doubting Cooper Rush all along. You have not. I mean, I, I sometimes wonder if you're tongue-in-cheek about this because he doesn't really have that much of a body of work. And let's face it, you know, to get to this point of being like the backup for the Cowboys, he's had a long road. But you know what? Uh, check out uh, Kurt Warner's uh, story or some of these other guys. Um, you know, he's not the first one to be doubted and have success. I mean, uh Geno Smith is is doing it up in uh, Seattle. I mean, I know they they lost the other day, but anyway, uh, here's Mike McCarthy on Cooper Rush's night. Well, it does get rattled. Um, you know, it, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. Dak and I were laughing because you know, coming to the locker room, actually, Cooper was the first guy in the, in their locker room, and then uh, PR had to come get him to go out and be interviewed. But for you know, so but that's the guy. He just you know, he's the same same every day. Uh, so so consistent, uh, but yeah, he's 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 playing good football right now, and, and and I'm glad you're recognizing him for it. So I mean, he's he's given us the, the ability just to keep playing on offense. So we have we haven't changed anything. So um, he mentioned that the playbook would be the same. I I think that's a great story. How instead of like looking around for people that might want to talk to him, he just headed to the locker room after the game. Um, to me, that's a compliment. Um, but you know, it looks like they're going to go with him. One more time against the uh, Washington Commanders on Sunday, uh, but but Dak should be healthy, uh, not too far from that. And like, are you seeing anything from any credible sources about any kind of a quarterback controversy once Dak is? cleared to play and is healthy, Sam. I no, mean, credible. No. Uh, the only one that started that was was Jerry Jones. Was, you know, Jerry likes to stir the pot. Jerry stirring the pot on Friday at the star in Frisco. And, you know, funny now, recognizing where exactly they were in the star because it was, a you know, the atrium area where you and I were over the summer taking our tour. And they're doing this, you know, media huddle with Jerry. And, you know, is, is there going to be a court, you know, is there going to be a quarterback uh, controversy? Do you, are you open to it? And he basically goes, yeah, let's go, man. You know, I mean, and really knowing what's going on there, it's just to get people talking about... Oh, the- it, it means that Cooper Rush is continuing to 
to look good. You know, that that that's a good thing for the Cowboys when he knows in his heart it's going to be Dak's team. Well, and, and that and also even uh, I, I thought this was actually kind of interesting. Mike McCarthy. On uh, was asked about it before this uh, before the games. Cowboys had an extra day. They play Monday night, so there's an extra day of you know of media availability. And there's some stir in the pot there. There's some you know let's get people talking about the Cowboys on a Friday going on there. But Mike McCarthy uh, was asked about this with people you know people in the media in, in Dallas wondering is this something serious? Clarence Silva was our telegram. I don't know how your day was yesterday, but I didn't know what you thought about the quarterback controversy with looming. In the Cowboys facility, and then <laughs> I'm just trying to say this with a straight face. <laughs> uh, had a great day yesterday, but thanks for asking. Um, but I had a little more conversation last night with Tad than I would like, you know. Especially, you know, he was in the middle of a move. I don't know if you heard that. Right. But, uh, no, everything's good. Uh, I, I just think, you know, once again, I mean, we we've talked about the comments. Um, I think. It, you know, like anything, um, you know, when you look at the whole thing and particularly the start, it's about winning, and and that's all we really care about. But there's there's no quarterback controversy. That's your starter. That's our starter. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. We really, we actually feel like it's it, it falls on your in your lap. You know, I think you have to have a, you know, bigger responsibility in this. I mean, I think you need to be able to decipher. Uh, <laughs> Between you know, GM Jerry and, and owner Jerry. So there you go. Yeah. And uh, again, obviously, you know what uh, is going to happen as soon as Dak is healthy enough to play. And the Cowboys might have bought themselves another week or so because of uh, getting out of New York last night with that win. All right. Another thing that you can't like not recognize was the success they had running the ball. Uh, starting with not Zeke, but Tony Pollard, um, and then utilizing Zeke. I, I, I can't wait to hear this soundbite, but uh, Mike McCarthy, I'm sure, is like saying uh, this is exactly what the game plan was in using uh, these two guys. We're getting there. You know, it's, uh, you, I'd like to think we're about 28 rushes somewhere. Um, we're, we're close. You know, you, the goal is to get over 30. And, um, but yeah, we're, we're getting close to where we want to be. You know, obviously, we'd like to have some more point production. You want to be kicking field goals. We want to, you know, score touchdowns. So uh, we definitely, if you look at the you know the three games we've, we've played, and we're definitely trending the right way. And because uh, the end of the day, it's about ball distribution and, and, and being in schemes that guys can, you know, have white whiteness in their knuckles, get off the ball, and, and go get them. So I think we're doing a much better job of that. Well, and that resulted not only you know twenty eight rushes they're trying to get to thirty, but another thing you look at is their yards per carry, right at basically six yards per carry. Uh, you know Pollard getting it done there at eight yards a carry because he ripped off one forty six yards, but you know Zeke sitting there at about five yards a carry. Uh, you know they they'll live with that you know all the time. And uh, man, you know here's the Cowboys. With obviously down with receivers, Michael Gallup, um, we'll hear more about this on the top five at five. He was expected to play. He's not there. But uh, despite knowing that the Cowboys didn't have all that much going on from a receiver standpoint production other than C.D. Lamb, these other guys you know, throughout their careers, not big numbers guys, the Cowboys were still able to run the ball. And it took... Year three of, of being in this plan with these guys, of everybody calling for it every week. It took losing your starting quarterback to an injury. I mean, I guess better late than never, but this is what it was supposed to look like last year, the year before, 
this into, you know this season so far and this is what it's supposed to keep looking like moving forward because good things happen when the both of them get the ball when to, when Pollard's in the backfield Zeke's lined up in the fullback spot you can give either one of them the ball you have you still have different linemen that are coming in at that fullback spot just kind of playing around with the offense and you know it's okay nobody's going to have their feelings hurt if you're splitting carries between the two of them if anything I mean, even just from Zeke's standpoint, what have we been saying this entire time? It'll keep him fresher for the end of the year, but also you just have two really good running backs. Right, and I, you know, like I was talking about C.D. Lamb and what he was trying to do to get into the end zone. The the rush, uh, the rushing touchdown the Cowboys got was Zeke Elliott, and it was only a yard, uh, but. Zeke got got popped hard, and you know, again in in that split second, you know his he you could see that he was going to get over that goal line, uh, and you know, Cowboy fans, uh, even though it wasn't the longest run, I I, I showed I, I felt a lot of appreciation for that. All right, um, uh, the, Troy, a- go ahead. Oh, just the, the one name, uh, the one name that was on the field, and I, and I know we're going to get to this. I just want to make sure that as we're talking about credit goes where credits due. The one name that has to give that has to get maybe the biggest shout out of the night is even more than my boy Cooper is Jason Peters. Yeah, and we've seen him. You, they, the Cowboys asked him to be part of the organization. A, he was on the sidelines for like three weeks or whatever. I mean, and or uh, in, in practicing with the team and getting adjusted. No, uh, it, did you doubt he would be a difference maker? I didn't. I mean, uh, like there's sudden there's things that you learn as an offensive lineman, maybe even more than any other position on the field besides quarterback, through just playing down after down after down. And uh, I'll tell you, you know, he he's got a, a career, in my opinion, uh, in coaching whenever he does give this thing up because the wisdom that he's bringing uh, to the table, I think, is uh, worth, worth its weight as go- in gold. Um, so, that, like you said, Jason Peter, I got to ask, uh, you know, he played Troy Aikman's uh, soundbite on what stood out uh, in the Cowboys win. Just the fact that they've been able to do it, especially when you consider that they lost Dak Prescott in that game against Tampa Bay and Cooper Rush. Obviously playing, making just hasn't played much football. Of course, he was playing at home, but what we believe is a good football team in the Bengals last week. Now he comes on the road against a, a, a defense that's shown a lot and an ability to get after the quarterback. And you called it the touchdown throw to C.D. Lamb to tie the game up on the possession right after they had given up the lead uh, is, is telling for Cooper Rush, and this team believes in him. So... When you can win games with your backup, when your starter, your franchise quarterback isn't on the field, that, that's a good sign for any team. 